Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, September 24th, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, chapter 11, and we are at 164, paragraph 2. Today's readers are Deb W., Michelle H., and Anita L. The reference number for Tuesday, September 23rd, is 6903. That's 6903. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary H. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service. Thank you, H. I will now ask Diane G. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everyone. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire. Grateful to be here this morning. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as we may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 
Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. An OA, uh, six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 164, paragraph 2. I will ask Deb W. to begin reading. Hello, Katie. This is Deb W., a recovered compulsive eater in Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation, what can you do each day for the man who is still sick? The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. There is so much in that paragraph, and many of us will respond to it. So I just thought I'd key in on um, see to it that your relationship with him is right. And what does that mean? Um, you know. And so I was just scribbling a couple of thoughts down as to what it means to see to it. What can I do? Um, 
And so one of the thoughts I had is that I can continue prayer and meditation. Uh, I can continue seeking him and depending on him and uh, having a, a conversations through God letters or just through journaling and uh, doing a 10-step if I'm at that point yet. Um, but I, I ha- I'm learning and will be learning from now till the time I, I leave here how to, to continue to depend on him. I also uh, had down here seeking help from others. Um, and, and this is people who have gone before us. Uh, if we're not, even if we're sponsoring a bunch of people, if we don't have the people that are in front of us that are there to listen and hear us, then we have hurt ourselves because I don't have a well of knowledge in this in this process, and I get that well from uh, others that are in the fellowship who've gone before me. I can uh, continue to be in right place with God by surrendering the food, all of it holding back nothing, surrendering my will and, and, and behaviors. There are behaviors that I have that after I've surrendered the food, then I they come up and I see them and I have to constantly do that. Whether I've worked through the steps or not, I continue to see where God would have me serve him better. Also, I, I can continue to uh, be in right uh, place with him as, uh, by having received the reprieve that I received, I continue to honor the gift of abstaining uh, by keeping it, my food clean, by being aware that I, you know, they're even not, you know, doing the binge foods. There is still so much room in my plan that I can, I can eat sloppy. I can still do the things that are bad habits that, you know, eventually a bad habit slips back into a problem. And so I can continue to be aware of of my uh, behaviors and the way that I relate to um, the food that I that is even within the in the good um, uh, list of the foods. Um, uh, clearing away the wreckage, keeping my house clean, keeping my side of the street clean, immediately, fast as possible. When I mess up, I I need to clean it up. Um, because when I mess up, I get that uncomfortable feeling. And that uncomfortable feeling is there so that I can be aware that there's something I need to look at so that I don't eat over it soon. And also another thing is helping others. I mean, I have to help others. I have to. Once I have gotten, you know, what I uh, have uh, by working the steps and finishing, I have to turn around and help others. That, that I depend on that. And so this process is an over and over and over again thing that I do. And when I am doing this, there's nothing like that feeling of content and feeling clean and feeling like I am in right relations with my God. And I thank you and I pass. Hello, my name is Charles. Thank you. May I share? Okay, Charles, um, just one second. Um, is there anybody else besides Charles who would like to share on this paragraph? This is Belina J. Melissa. Jan- Janice? Okay, wait, one second, one second. Charles, Bella, Anita, Anita J. Yes. Yes, I got you, Anita J. Um, Janice M., was that you? Yes, it is, Katie. 
Okay, and anybody else? Melissa. Melissa, I knew I heard someone. Okay. Okay, let's go with those five. Charles, Bella, Anita, Jay, Janice, M, and Melissa. Um, Charles, you're on. Thank you. Good morning, visionaries. Um, my name is Charles. I eat too much. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater just for today. Um, wow. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Some great suggestions in these 164 pages, and, and including the doctor's opinion and, and all the uh, prefaces prior to uh, Bill's story. Um, yeah, the 12 steps. For me, that's what that's what they're talking about. Um, realize that we know only a little. God will continually disclose more to you and to us. Wow, there's so much humility in that in that statement. You know, we we know only a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, I can make my, I can, I can, in my own mind, I can say, yeah, all right. <laughs> you know a lot. You saved my, these 164 pages saved my life one day at a time. And if I get a bright idea and think I got it and don't go, you know, don't refer to this book and to continue on, even though I went through it with my sponsor, you know, i got a built-in forgetter, right? So, <laughs> I, I need to make sure, you know, if, if I got junk, you know, in my mind and, 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 and uh, you know, and, and, it, and I'm trying to give it to somebody else, I'm going to give them junk. And I'm not trying to do that, recover it or not. And, and, and you know, um, wow. It's unbelievable, like, you know, the, the, the humility in this statement here. You know, um, thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. Thank God for this big book being OA-approved literature. Uh, the answer is in 164 pages, and I'm not saying that from a self-righteous standpoint. I'm saying that from a humility standpoint. You know, I, I could be, I, I was in jail, right, you know, imprisoned by my own thoughts, and this big book freed me. It, it, it's continuing to free me, you know, by continuing to, you know, a lot of people say they live in 10, 11, and 12. I live in 10, 11, and 1. If I happen to help somebody, you know, God bless, but I need to be in 1. You know, and this, this tells me um, the answers will come if your own house is in order, you know. And, and, and when they say house, they mean, you know, they mean things in their life. So, you know, I, I need to continue to stay in the beginning to scrape the corners, scrape the corners, scrape, you know, they say old brooms, Old brooms know the corners, right? So I need to continue to sweep out the corners because there's some cobwebs there as far as thoughts. And you know what? I'm not invincible, and I'm not, you know, you know. You hear some people say, you know, I'm, I'm human, God's working on me. I'm not using that as an excuse. These, God has, the God of my overstanding, because I'm not trying to understand nothing. The God of my overstanding is working on me, but, not, I'm not using that as an excuse to say, you know what, I, I ain't there yet. Let me go act out. No, I'm recovered one day at a time because you know, I, I'm working early today. Usually, I, I work uh, late on two, uh, Wednesday mornings, and but I'm working early today, so I said I'm going to get up on this visionary meeting, and 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 I'm going, I'm going to clean my house. I'm going to clean my house, and my house is my mind. So just for today, I got that get out of jail. Free card, but freedom ain't free. But this line is 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 a lifeline for me, and I'm grateful. 
to all of you on here. So with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks. Thank you, Charles. And um, just a gentle reminder to try to keep your shares to three minutes. Uh, Bella, you're next. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. We realize we know only a little. Such a beautiful, wonderful sentence. We realize, we know, it's nothing anymore to do with me. I don't need, I don't want... I don't have to be isolated. It's a we program. I, we know only a little. It's not only me. It's not something wrong with me. Everybody knows so much and only me. No, we all, we know only a little. And yes, it's a reminder. Uh, we are human. We are only, we are limited. We have our own limitations. And we don't know everything all the time. And it's so wonderful that we know only a little. And yes, we are looking for progress, not for perfect. And what means progress? That we, we have the ability to learn, to learn all the time. And, and we learn if we, if we let our eyes open our ears open, and we, we constantly can learn because God always gives us an opportunity to learn by meeting new people, by staying in new places, by doing mistakes. Yes, we learn by doing mistakes. When I do a mistake and I don't blame myself anymore, and I say, well, I did a mistake because I am only human. What can I learn from it? And I can learn from it only when I put God in front of my eyes. Yes, God will constantly disclose more because I am not driving my life anymore. I am only a messenger of God. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Anita J. Hi. Thank you very much. This is Anita J., uh, a recovered compulsive overeater living in Massachusetts. I wanted to zero in on, um, ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. And I got my first person to take through the steps via Vision for You and we're starting tomorrow. And um, I had just gotten the go-ahead. It's like God is constantly doing this. He's, okay, she's ready, boom. Um, yesterday I got filled with fear, thinking, who are you? All those, you know, those messages, those messages. Who do you think you are? That was an early message I received. Who do you think you are? Well, I made two calls I, uh, by uh, my little lifeline now um, through this program. One is in Canada, one was in Connecticut. Neither one was home, but my message to them worked it out for me, and I got humbled again. No, Anita, of course not. If you're going to do it, you aren't equipped. 
your life experience shows you that, but you're doing this with your higher power. You are going to follow exactly what was done for you. That person followed her higher power, and that's how it goes. And as long as I do that, I am only a conduit. This woman doesn't want um, my stuff. She wants to know what worked for me, and what worked for me is what we hear every single day on these lines. And I, for one, am so grateful that I had a sponsor who said I would like you to listen to this. She knew once I heard it once or twice I'd be hooked, and I certainly was. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Uh, Janice M., you're up. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. This is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. Okay, I see two main things in this whole paragraph to me. And what it what it's teaching me is, one, that the importance of a divine guidance, apparently. I mean, because I can't do this myself. I never could. Okay. And two, the necessity of, um, you know, working with others. I'm going to just take that first sentence. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. You know, I sat in the rooms many years, and it said suggested only. So, you know, suggestion is what? What does it mean? Well, I just want to go back to a little history in, in because of what I learned. And Bill W. was told, don't put requirement, don't put you must do this and you must do that, because we at the time, the alcoholics would not stand for that. And the compulsive overeaters, I don't like anybody telling me I must do something. So he slipped in that word suggestive. But he knew as a recovered alcoholic that if you want to be recovered and you want what he had, you know, you better do this. Because what's a suggestion? So he really he really put it as a subtle, nice, quiet, you know, clever command. Because that's what it is. You know, you can choose. You can choose to do this, or you can choose not to do this. It's, it's what you want to do. Do you want to be recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body? Then we suggest highly that you do this. That's, that's a, a little history on that. And, and then there's one other thing, obviously. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got, which means if you're going to help somebody else, because that's the second most important thing for us, the purpose, is to let it flow. You have to have it yourself. You have to be recovered yourself. I have to be recovered in order to pass it on. Obviously, is it's no, there's no question here. You know, it clearly states, if you want to help somebody else, we need to have gone from the beginning to the end of the 12 steps. Otherwise, you know, we can't teach what we don't know or experience. You know, uh, there's a great um, statement that I learned from, from this group that you can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you haven't gone. You can't be what you're not, and you can't give what you haven't got. It makes a lot of sense, and I think I always hear it from uh, a member of this group. And with that, I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Janice. And Melissa, your turn. Hi, I'm Melissa from New York, a recovered compulsive overeater. And um, I'm just so overwhelmed with um, 
incredible feelings this morning, listening to people share. And, um, you know, I, I too, the, the humility of we realize we know only a little. Um, for me, that's, that, that's the big lesson because um, all my life I was on a ladder, either, you know, climbing up, looking up at people who were better than me, or looking from the top rung at those I thought that were worse than me. And, um, you know, and all along just dusting the food because um, not really feeling at ease and comfort, not belonging anywhere. And, um, you know, that thank you, God, that I have this disease because now I'm right with my fellows and um, I'm humble. I know very little. Um, and what I do know, I am... Um, I must share whatever I know I must share. And, um, you know, that knowing only a little has, has such um, profound effect on all areas of my life. I think about with my own children and, um, you know, I don't know what God has in store for them. Um, what I do know is that I have a higher power and so do they, and I am not their higher power. And I can only give what I have. I can be a wonderful model of living right, um, of following the guidance of the 12 steps. And that makes me a much better mother and wife, a teacher, a friend. And and um, and I know only a little, and God will constantly reveal. My, the people I love may have to go through their own angst, um, and God bless them. They will learn from it, whatever it is they're meant to learn Thank you. Um, I'd like to jump in here. I'm Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. Uh, this whole paragraph, I feel like I could talk on, on each sentence, but um, I'll just focus on God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. You know, in the beginning, when I was first absent, I was 27 years old and I had um, was not married. I didn't have children. I hadn't, you know, I, I, there were just so many experiences I had never had before um, that I could, you know, give any um, help with. And so I had to constantly, you know, talk to other people and, and say, you know, well, what would you do in this situation? And, you know, now I, I'm not like Miss Know-It-All because I've been married for almost 20 years and have, you know, grown children, but I, um, but God is constantly disclosing more to me. I mean, you know, I, I get something out of everything that I hear on this line, you know, and I, I am not, um, we don't arrive. We don't uh, get to the point where, you know, that's it, close the book, you know, like, like uh, there used to be an ad about someone who got to the end of the internet. You know, I mean, that's how it is with our lives, that we never get to the end. God is constantly disclosing more to me. And, you know, then I can share that with others and they share that with me. And it's just this uh, beautiful circle that we go through as opposed to the vicious cycle that I was living in for the first 27 years of my life, where it was up and down and just the same sick pattern of living where I, you know, would gain weight in the summer and I'd lose weight in the fall and then I'd gain more weight in the summer and, 
you know, just on and on and, and just, you know, burning bridges behind me as I, um, you know, went from job to job and relationship to relationship. I just, you know, there was nothing constant in my life because I was having to, to reinvent myself all the time. And it's not like that today. I have relationships that have lasted for decades. You know, have they been perfect the, every moment of that? No. But these steps have taught me how to, um, to turn to God and ask for help in each situation. And God is constantly disclosing more to me. And I'm just so grateful. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Would anybody else like to share on this paragraph before we move on? This is Larry. Okay, Larry. Hey, uh, Larry M. and Leigh. I'm sorry, say that again. Kathleen M. Oh, Kathleen M. Okay. Okay, Larry, Leah, and Kathleen M. And go ahead, please. Katie, thanks for your service. Larry, recovered uh, compulsive reader from Chicago. Um, here was my experience. Um, you know, for as long as my own house was not in order, the answers didn't come. <laughs> that's 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 that was true for me. Um, I my house remained uh, not in order, and the answers continued not to come. You know, I had to I had to uh, take my medicine. You know, if we have carefully followed directions, if we've carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense. And that's what I'm reminded after, uh, after step 10 here. You know, this, this, uh, this isn't a treatment strategy, you know, or, or like, a, like a behavior modification plan. That's, that's the lenses in which many of us see the world. I know I did. Um, you, you cannot apply scientific methodology to, to this, this spiritual transformation. You know, I was flooded, flooded with the flow of his spirit into me upon completion of these directions. That's what happened to me. You know, I came in with a disease of the spirit, you know, and it, and it was characterized, this disease of the spirit was characterized by quite a few uh, very troubling symptoms. You know, the inability to form and sustain deep, intimate relationships. I couldn't control my emotional nature. You know, anger was my, my, my constant companion. I, I, it kept people away. It worked for me in that regard. I was riddled with fear and crippling bouts of anxiety, you know, panic attacks. Um, of course, I binge my brains out on a daily basis. That, that, that shut out the world from me for a few minutes. And, and, and with that, you know, there was tremendous isolation from others. I don't live that way anymore today. I know a little bit more, just a little bit more. I followed these directions precisely. For as long as I was to stay in these rooms and not follow the directions precisely, that's as long as I would be, I would be stuck in the quicksand. Now, I watched other people. Other people were saved from the quicksand. They were extricated. I saw it. Saw it with my very eyes, and um, and and I and I couldn't imagine. Well, they they followed the precise directions, and they too were flooded with the spirit. That's what happened to me. That's what it can happen to anybody as long as we follow these precise instructions. You can be flooded with the spirit, and when you are, we form a new relationship with our higher power. Maybe like for me, the, the, the first time I understood i didn't know what i didn't know i know something a little bit more today 
very grateful. It saved my life. Uh, and thanks. With that, I'll pass. Okay, Leah, your turn. Thanks so much, Katie. Um, I wanted to focus in on this statement. This is the great fact for us. It reminds me of that paragraph on page 25 that says, the great fact is just this and nothing less, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences that have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life. And that is definitely my experience. You know, I come here transmitting something that um, I have received as a result of these steps. I mean, I came crawling in, uh, you know, to these rooms. I had no tools for living. I had no ability to cope with life. I had a rough time living. And something came between uh, me and compulsive overeating more than 27 years ago and has been there ever, ever since. And that's called this recovery process. That's called a spiritual awakening, a psychic change. That, that personal transformation that I talk about has been such a profound experience that began in 1987 and continues to evolve. And, you know, my, my human words are inadequate to really uh, describe this experience, but I can tell you the result of it. The result of it is that the obsession of the mind, that greater aspect of my disease, was driven out. You know, I knew going into this recovery process that my life was on the line in 1987. That was true. I knew going in that I was at the last house on the block. Um, the beauty is that on one side, I had almost two decades of chronic, progressive, compulsive overeating. And on the other side, I had living proof sitting across the table from me, uh, someone who had recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And you know what? I jumped in, having no idea what to expect in spite of my own crippled belief system. Uh, I just jumped in and worked this program as if my life depended on it. I knew I was a compulsive overeater. I did not understand the depths to which this disease would take me. I did not know that my own understanding and awareness of this disease was not going to stop it from uh, progressing. Uh, but I, but across the table from me was living proof. Someone transmitted this program of recovery to me. And you know what? He took me by the hand, and he allowed me through his instruction and through this text to engage in the same process that he did. And having had a spiritual awakening and having been restored to sanity and having soundness of mind and having been relieved of that obsession of the mind, I have been freed from that beast. And thank God, after almost 20 years of madness and mayhem, I walked this planet free. And that is a result of this power greater than myself. And that is my great fact, that I am not who I used to be. I have been born again in my mind where old ideas and attitudes that I used to have uh, when I arrived here have been cast aside and I'm now dominated by new ideas, new emotions, new attitudes that dominate me and uh, that I am allowed, given the privilege to align with God on a daily basis as long as I continue to press into these steps. And I will just wrap up by saying one of the remarkable things about compulsive overeating and addiction is that even though they, it is a fatal disease for me, it is possible and it has been possible to come out in better shape than when I first realized I had it. And what makes that possible is this spiritual experience. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
Thank you, Leah L. And Kathleen M., it's your turn. Thank you. Um, this is Kathleen M., newly recovered from Virginia. Uh, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. When I first uh, began to listen to a vision for you and started to work with a uh, 12-step guide, I can remember uh, initially feeling I was just so safe and in the right place. And as I started to work through the steps with my sponsor, I kept thinking, oh, my God, I know I've got to continue this through step 12 um, in order to keep my uh, recovery but how am I going to know all this stuff? How am I going to get? How am I going to do it? And I was so afraid that I think I really stopped listening. And by the time I got to step four, I was so overwhelmed that I again broke my um, abstinence. And this time, when I went back and reviewed from the doctor's opinion forward, it suddenly came to me when I was reading Bill's story and going over that again that I finally discovered who, in fact, my higher power or what my higher power meant to me. And so then I continued to listen, knowing full well that God would give me whatever I needed when it was time for me to start working with others. And I understand now that it is imperative for me to continue to listen to the vision meetings every day to stay in contact with recovered compulsive eaters because I do not know everything. And I, but I feel that I can help other people by leading them to other people who may have the answers for them if I don't. And it's such a feeling of peace. I just can't, I can't describe it. And I'm no longer worrying about whether or not I can do it. I'm just doing it and praying and uh, continuing through my 12 steps, doing step 10, 11, and 12, and accepting step one, um, that I'm fully involved in the recovery process. And I never felt that before in any form of... uh, way that I ever was engaged in and I am just so grateful for vision and I'll pass thank you thank you so much Kathleen okay let's move on to the uh, finish up this uh, page with Michelle H good morning Katie good morning visionaries Michelle H recovered compulsive overeater from Missouri Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. And, um, yeah, these are such two such beautiful paragraphs, and, and um, it seems to me that... Know, and to others, you know, Bill is summing up here, these 164 pages, and abandon yourself to God. Um, as I was reflecting on, on those words, I thought, you know, when I came in, I had abandoned myself to food. I had abandoned myself to food. I thought food was the solution, and food had gotten me in the quicksand. Um, food had 
got me, you know, I was a prey to misery and depression and, and my relationships were not working well for me. And so I was very desperate when I came in and there was a new idea. Why don't I abandon myself to God instead of to the food? And so as I <clears throat> was desperate as the as the dying could be, I said, okay, I'll give this a try. And, um, you know, I learned to gradually trust God, you know, steps one, two, three, and then taken through the process of cleaning house, as it's already been said, step four through nine. And then, you know, as I as I became well, as God healed me through these steps, I was able to serve others, steps 10 through 12. So first I had to quit playing God and learn to trust and rely on God, and that came gradually. And the sentence in this paragraph that really um, resonated for me was, give freely of what you find and join us. And, you know, what did I find here? What did I find when I abandoned myself to God and trusted another recovered person or people, as I listened to on this line. And what I found were, were many things that I didn't have before. What I found for, for certain was the solution, the solution to my problem. I had lack of power, and I needed a power. And I found peace of mind. You know, first that mental obsession, you know, was removed, that chattering in my, my head about the food, and you know, eat, don't eat. Um, and then I ceased fighting anyone and anything, you know, even my binge foods. I had peace of mind. Um, I, I learned and I found to be able to live in harmony with others and comfortable in my own skin. I didn't have that before. I was always fighting with myself and with others. And I found that I could rely and depend on a power greater than myself, whom I call God, who for me is all knowledge, power, freedom, and love. And, you know, I, I learned through these steps that, and found that when I stay close to God and remain that open channel, um, that I can transmit God's love to other people. That was what was freely given to me or transmitted to me by other recovered compulsive overeaters. And, you know, that's what I found. Um, I found, too, that my real purpose in this life is to be of service to others. Uh, you know, that's a real change. That's a real transformation for this compulsive overeater who was stuck in being self-absorbed, selfish, and self-centered to be of service to others. I mean, when I was in my disease, I was a loner. You know, I was living in isolation. It was all about me and what can I get out of life. Um, today, because of the God's grace and recovered fellows and um, going through this process, I can be a joiner. I can join this fellowship to try to carry the message to others. And I too, you know, I'm, you know, have found recovery, recovered, reborn, transformed. That personality change. Who, who would have thought that I, that a selfish, self-centered person like me, uh, could be transformed into thinking of others? To ask each day, how can I be of service? Um, that's what I do each day. It, it's been a gradual process for me, and it continues, like it's already been stated. Others have said it continues. And I ask each day, how can I be of service to God and to others? That was not my question I would ask each morning. It was like, how much can I get out of life? How much food can I possibly get in one day to ease my comfort, you know, to, to ease my discomfort and to bring comfort and ease? And today I know that, that that never worked for me, but I abandon myself to God each day 
and ask God, how can I be of service to others? That's what I found here. That's what you taught me. And I am so grateful to be able to join, to join and not be isolated anymore to try to carry this message that was so freely given to me. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Um, who would like to share for three minutes on what was read? Sarah W. Sally. Okay, Sarah W. and then Sally. Okay, good morning. Thank you for your service, Katie. Good morning, everyone on the line. Uh, this is Sarah W., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Reader. Wow, um, I was just thinking, first of all, I'd like to just welcome anybody that's new to the meeting. Um, and I was thinking to myself how how this must sound. You know, we come in and we're so broken and so fear-based and so overwhelmed with, you know, the problems that we have, um, you know, food, let alone everything else. And um, and this is what we come out with, you know, when we when we do these things. And I, I imagine, you know, hearing this, I can I can remember my, myself the first meeting I went to. I heard these people talking about how they changed and how their lives changed. And I saw pictures of people from what they used to look like and and heard their stories of what they used to be like. And I thought, my God, you know, this really can happen. And it does. It does. And I, I love uh, I love that we read this at the end of our meeting. It, it's really so, you know, so incredible. And um, and I, you know, uh, you know, through the wreckage of our past, you know, all these things that we do to get to this place where we we finally, you know, we find this fellowship and we trudge the road of happy destiny. And that's really what happens. You know, life happens. Things happen in life that are that are sad, that are difficult for us. We still have pain, but we can go through it not only without eating, but without hurting ourselves or other people. And that's the gift that recovery offers. And with that, I'll pass. Rabia? Okay, we'll hear from Sally A. and then Rabia. Thank you. Good morning, additions to you. Thank you for your service, Kathy. Oh, Katie, I'm sorry. Um, so I just, I really love this last part of this book. I think it's awesome that we read this on a day-by-day basis every morning. And um, when it says abandon yourself to God, the word abandon uh, in the big book dictionary means surrender. Surrender yourself to God. And and that is not an easy thing to do because for Many of us, we came to this program and to the knowledge that the solution is a spiritual solution, really running from God and and being uncomfortable with God and being mad at God and blaming God and having so many issues with God. And here they're telling us the very end of the matter is that we we need to surrender ourselves to God as you understand God. And what if you don't understand God? What if you're really kind of lost in your relationship with God? They just finished telling us a sentence before, see to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. The great fact is that we have to be in a right relationship 
with God. And then it comes on to this next paragraph telling us, surrender yourself to God as you understand God. And then it pushes us even further. Admit your faults to him. Not just admit your faults to yourself or admit your faults to somebody really important to you, but you have to really look deep within yourself, as it tells us on page 55, deep inside. You have to be willing to admit your faults to God and then to your fellows, clearing away the wreckage of your past, giving freely of what you find and join us. And so what I find here to be most interesting is that really the bottom line is that God will do for us even this. We couldn't put the food down until we surrendered the food to God. We started at step one. We couldn't, we couldn't fix life. Our life was a mess, but we had to just admit a need, a need for a higher power. But the 12 steps lead us all the way here to a place where we have to, we have to understand that God wants to do even this for me. He wants to help me surrender myself to God. That God will do it all. He'll do it all for us. He will literally do it all for us. Really, it's about turning our mind's eye to a higher power. That's what we have to do. We have to turn it all over, and God will do it for us. Thanks for letting me share. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sally. And Rabia, your turn. Oh, thank you so much. This is Rabia. I am a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. And thank you, everyone, so much for being on the line this morning. And there's 272 of us. And I know that because I had to just call back in because I couldn't unmute. And, um, oh, God bless us all. I I want to congratulate um those of us who are newly recovered and getting ready to take someone through the big book to give freely of what has been given to us. I gave freely of what was just given to me a few short months ago, and now I know two women who are starting to take somebody through the big book again, and, and a couple of people on the line are newly recovered, and and this is how we do it, and this is how communities grow up about us. and. And I was just, I'm leaving for California today to uh, care for my um, my beloved sick sister. And so I was getting my network together on my phone of my local visionaries. And there's 11 of us. Can you imagine? There are 11 of us already in these few short months. And and three of us are getting ready to take someone through the big book. And, and a community is growing up about us right here locally. And and I got a call yesterday from someone in Santa Barbara because I'm going to Carpinteria. And she's a visionary, and she knows a coffee shop right in Carpinteria, her favorite coffee shop. So we'll be going to a meeting together and at least meeting for coffee and and I'm bringing all of you with me. And I have a community now of recovered and recovering and devoted um, visionaries to this big book. And, and I have hope in my life today. I don't, I don't have to live in the food anymore. And, and I really, one day at a time, can continue being recovered with all of you. And God bless us all. Thank you for letting me share. 
Thank you, Rabia. We have time for a couple more shares. Who would like to share on this section? Suji. Okay, Suji. Anyone else? Okay, go ahead, Sue. Okay, starting my timer. I'm, I'm filled with words here. There we go. Okay, this is beautiful. Um, this is Suji. Um, a young old woman in uh, suburban Philadelphia recovered. Grateful, grateful. This this is the most beautiful chapter, and I love this paragraph. Abandon yourself to God if you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellow. And clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We'll be with you. You will surely meet some of us if you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Wow. Whoa. This this always fills me with joy. And so I'll say a little bit about the God of my understanding, not not to convince anyone else, just to share something personal, which comes from this. So the God of my understanding, well, I think in program a number of years ago, I was at a convention. I've mentioned this one before. And um, a woman spoke. She was an agnostic, and she spoke about the God of her understanding, and she spoke about surrender. And it was a beautiful talk. And I stood up and said something about the God of my understanding. And out of my mouth came words I had no idea were going to come out of it, which was, the God of my understanding is the God who understands me. A gentle, benign God, a kind God, one who understands me. And I can find that God whenever I need that God. Him, her, it, whoever it is, whatever it is, however it is. And I don't have to understand I, I don't know. I'm one of we agnostics. We're all we agnostics. When we admit we don't know, then there's a God. It's not me. It's something greater than me, and it's always there, always available to me. So now I segue to the ancient tradition of which I'm a part. How very beautiful to me that we are reading this today, which is the eve of the the greatest holidays of my year in my tradition. And these holidays go into what's called days of awe, where we turn and return, where we make amends, where we say what, what our wrongs are, where we apologize to others, where we set out to do things differently. And it ends in what's called the Day of Atonement, but I don't like that word because I'm a compulsive overeater. I, I like the day of death and rebirth, that that's where we're headed. And every tradition and everyone has these things available to us. And it is a blessing, and it is the God of my understanding. I am so joyful to be going toward the day of death and rebirth, because the death allows the rebirth. Thank you for letting me share. I Hi, this is Judith from Paris. Okay, Judith. Okay, Judith. We have time for you. Okay, we only have time for Judith. Thanks. This is Judith um, calling in from Paris, France. And um, yeah, I love I love the uh, whole chapter here because it's uh, well, it's giving us the hope uh, that it goes on and on and it gets better and better and we have more and more 
people in our lives due to this this amazing program and um and you know I had a fear when I came back to program that uh you know I live in Paris I travel to London you know sometimes but how am I going to work the program here blah 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 uh but anyway you know when you get desperate enough you reach out wherever you need to and um the brilliance is you know I'm recovered today in Paris and there's not a huge amount of English speaking program here but the vision for you and meetings in London and sponsors in Greece of all places uh have helped me get to that place in which now I help other people and uh it's it's really you know when it says you know you've just abandoned yourself to god i think for me it's just constant abandonment constant surrender i keep learning new things that i have to surrender uh yesterday or the last few days we are seeking somewhere to live in london and um and I, you know i see again like oh my gosh you know something new i didn't know about myself i'm more dramatic than i thought i was uh, i didn't think i was a drama kind of queen but i think i just get that way sometimes and so it was like, okay, that one just needs to be surrendered. I can't stop that thing I do. And I didn't even know I did it before. Uh, so surrender that too, you know, admit all the faults. Um, and then admit it to God and to your fellows. And it's such a beautiful thing, this program. I mean, people out of nowhere are now my buddies. You know, I can do my 10 steps. I can Skype over with them, text them. Um, and this morning, was just a, it was a beautiful experience to have, like wake up, pray, meditate, exercise get on the phone with a, a woman I met in London. I'm not even living there yet, but, you know, she needs help. She looked like she was ready. I qualified. Yes, she's ready to go. Now I'm working with her. We just finished the doctor's opinion. I mean, for me, it was just a beautiful morning. And then somebody called in Skype, wants to do a quick 10th step. And then uh, I told my sponsor, I mean, it's an incredible experience. And even though there's a lot of crazy stuff going on um, around me, a lot of stuff that has to happen to move, from one country to another again. I used to live in California. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's like the program is so solid that I am so excited to just, I don't know about trudging. It's like I'm bouncing along the road now. Happy destiny. And just for those who are new out there, it's, it's like it isn't all great all the time, but the greatness is that we have learned now that a just a, a moment of surrender preceding any thought or act or certainly any bite um, can bring us to a whole new level of understanding, a whole new experience. And that not only has the obsession of the mind been lifted, that food is not where I turn to, you know, it, it's like the craving is not going to occur again, which is a miracle because I don't want to put it in there. And so this twofold problem is lifted. It's not gone completely. I'm not a perfect person. But I could keep growing now in an incredible way with people all around me and not be sick, you know, sitting in a car park somewhere stuffing my gut from one morning to the next when I want anybody to see me where my life was a miserable pit even though I look successful on the outside which I was successful financially etc on the outside so on the inside a miserable person who didn't want to talk to people and now it's a completely new experience and and you know all we've got to do is abandon ourselves to this program to the precise instructions and we will see what happens. We page 83 and 84 for all the different promises that will occur. So, um, again, anybody in Europe, I'm really happy to talk to you guys. Uh, we're building a, a much stronger fellowship, I think, now in Europe. It will be very exciting. And we two together will trudge the road of happy destiny. And may God bless you and keep you until then. And Happy New Year to all the Jews out there. Me too. Happy New Year to everybody. Take care. Thanks a lot. And for that, I pass. 
Thank you so much. Okay, and thank you to everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, where we've been all morning, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Anita L. please read A Vision for You? Good morning, everybody. My name is Anita L., and I'm a compulsive overeater from Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.